are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. With the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. He is out. The Buckos win. That ball's hit well to left center field. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Good morning. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, as always, my co-host, Jim Rosati. Jim, welcome to this glorious Wednesday morning again. Not a Tuesday. Yes, welcome. We won't get into the details again. They already know uh, the details. When yeah, we don't show up just, on Tuesday, <laughs> you know what it is. Well, the worst part, too, it was a Tuesday after a long weekend. So it was basically a Monday. I mean, you got to True. You look at it like that, then it's not that bad. Yeah, sure. I like the excuse. I'll take yeah. it. This time it was both of our faults at the same time. So, right. I know. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, yeah, happy uh, Pirates. I guess you can technically call it a sweep. They were swept in Kansas City as a two-game series. Not so fun. They came off the Rocky series, taking two of three. So there was some slight improvement there. That was nice to see some wins. Yeah, I think what the Rocky series just showed us is that um, the Rockies are really bad. The Rockies are really bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but even like when you look I mean, at their best players, their best players are playing pretty bad. Like Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, especially like to their capabilities, are playing pretty not on par. I'll put it that way. It's not like they're yeah. terrible, but not to their standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And, and like with the fact that they went with that doubleheader, right? They didn't score a single run in the doubleheader. Like they're. They're in some trouble. There's going to be, I think it's one of those things where, you know, we, we talked about at the beginning of the year, um, you know, what, what are our chances of getting this first overall pick next year? And Colorado definitely looks like they could be a team that, uh, that puts a damper in that situation for the pirates. Yeah. They've really put it together this year. They're fighting for that number one spot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not good. They're like, you know what? Forget this analytics team. You're all gone. They disbanded. No analytics team in Colorado. The GM just bounced. They're like, we'll pay you to get rid of Arenado, right? We just want that number one spot. So, yeah, Charrington's got a tough, tough uh, time coming up here for him. Yeah, between between Colorado and Baltimore, it's yeah, it could be tough. Uh, Baltimore is really fighting for it. Um, did they lose, and it's actually like 11 in a row or something? Did they lose some crazy amount of games in a row right now? I mean, they, they won yesterday, and I think that was their first win in at, at, you know, at least over a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 14 games. 14-game losing streak is what they had. So coming from That's Mr. Bad. 54 wins himself, you're out here telling us how that – might be too optimistic for the Pirates to even get that number one pick. 
that that isn't enough because you have teams like the Rockies and the Orioles, which like you said, and it is true, you know, they're showing why it's, it might be tough for the pirates to slide in there, but you are right. I mean, the, the pirates, they, they face the Rockies. Now what kind of stunk is two of those wins came in one day. So it's not like it's Mm -hmm. us pirates fans could like celebrate over a time period. You know, it wasn't like this great weekend. It It was one day. It was a double header, but yeah, it was kind of cool. And then, of course, now we go to Kansas City and they they drop two in a row. Off day today, and then they will be facing the Marlins uh, coming up with Starling Marte returning to PNC. So that's true. That's true. That's that's and, something uh, I'm looking forward to see. And uh, Corey Dickerson, right? And Corey Dickerson. Um, there was like a plethora of players. But I don't believe – I mean, Cervelli's, of course, no longer with them. Um, Harold Ramirez is no longer with them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else did they have for a time? I forget. That might have been it. I think there was somebody else. I think there was five Pirates of the team at one time. Uh, but regardless, yes, so Marte yeah. returns. But, um, yeah, let's let's get into this show. So we'll get and kick it off here as our new favorite segment. <laughs> How many bucks you give? So, Jim, let's go ahead and decide here. How many bucks do you give? We'll kick off the shows now with this. Uh, I have my, right. my five questions for you. So my very, very first question. How many bucks do you give that the Pirates and the Royals were on ESPN Monday Night Baseball? Ooh. Um, I mean, I guess it was refreshing to I, I I actually enjoy listening to the Pirates guys sometimes. Sometimes it can be annoying, but like there there are guys, right? So every once in a while I do find it a little refreshing to listen to other people. Um so I'd say at like the beginning of the game, I gave it like a like a two bucks. Alright? Like just I, I, I cared a little bit. And then as the game went on, those two bucks went more to one buck because the broadcast was just so terrible. It, it wasn't even talking about the game, which I don't fault ESPN for. I mean, you, you have the Pirates and the Royals facing off against each other. And what was a pretty boring game for the most part, like especially the beginning part of it. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to try to find a lot of stuff to talk about too. Um, so... <laughs> It, it was uh, it was an interesting it was an interesting broadcast. They they had on guests. They you know they they went seemingly thirty plus minutes without discussing the game whatsoever. They said Adam Fraser is like somebody that the Pirates <laughs> should be building around. Like th- there was just a lot of weird information and tidbits being thrown about. Um, so at the end of the day, one buck. It was it was not a great broadcast, um, but I guess it's always kind of cool when your team's on ESPN. But it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the A team, that's Man. for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I put it out there. I was like that that deserved more to be a podcast than like a, a game being broadcasted, because you're right, it was really just conversations about baseball that kind of Which involved the Pirates and the Royals. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like conversations about baseball. So like to an extent it was okay, 
but it's like I, I also want like talk about the game a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was like the game was like the excuse for them to come on to talk their baseball. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the game. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so my next one for you. So two bucks on that, right? Two, two bucks. Yeah, we'll give two bucks. My next one is how many bucks do you give on MLB getting it right on the Marcel Ozuna situation? Um, I guess like four bucks. Um, I mean, clearly it's already, this is kind of their policy, right? I mean, they, they have a domestic violence policy in place. So the fact that, you know, they're following it doesn't really surprise me, but um, no, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a terrible situation. There's absolutely no part there's, there's 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 no reason why the league shouldn't be swift in their actions with that. It was a pretty easy call, it sounds like. Then um, based off of the reports that we're seeing, like definitely an easy call for MLB to make. So um, yeah, I mean they they did they did what they're supposed to do in a situation like that. Yeah, so four bucks, I give it. I mean, I'm just these things are terrible. These things are just awful, terrible. And it sounds like you know they they the police really caught him in the act doing it. Like there's no questions about it, but yeah, yet I mean, he's you just fine. He's probably going to prison. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I mean, there's yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm putting it with the MLB. I just, I just hope they get this right now. Of course, they might be forced to, if he does go to prison, but um, yeah. So anyways, next question. I don't let a letter note here. Uh, and since we're doing this today, I had to update the question. Uh, so now, how many bucks do you give on Adam Frazier leading MLB, all of MLB in hits, but now also leading MLB in doubles? Mind you, he has a two-hit lead and a two-double lead. Um, I'll give this one five bucks. I mean, it's Whoa. it's awesome to see. Like I, again, if you going in the beginning of the year, right? Adam Frazier was one of those guys who we were expecting would be traded. Um, and the fact that he is now performing as, as well as he is, and it just keeps going. Like he shows no sign of stopping um, another double last night. So, I mean, he's, I mean, like I said, there's, there's no way around. He's having a great year. He's having an excellent year and there's going to be a lot of teams, I think, looking to add him here, um, you know, down the stretch. And that just plays into the Pirates' hands. That just makes everything a little bit better. Um, you're looking at probably a, a pretty decent return now for Frazier, whereas before I wasn't really sure what what he could what he could land. Right. We'll talk a little more about Adam Frazier later. Yeah. So, as we always do, <laughs> as we always, he's, do. he's one of the only bright spots we can talk right. about. Right. There's like three things. Uh, all right. So the next one is the amount of Tommy John injuries for pitchers. In 2018, I'm sorry, the amount of players on the IL uh, due to Tommy John in 2018 was 22. In 2019, it was 27. In 2020, it was 17, albeit, of course, a short season. This year so far, we have a total of 29 players on the IL due to Tommy John. How many bucks do you give about that stat? Yeah, so this is something that I've actually talked about of bit in the past um i i think it's a cause 
for concern for two reasons. One, you have pitchers now who are throwing the ball ridiculous speeds, and I don't know if arms are meant to do that or not, and that is what is causing all of these arm injuries, right? Um, you have pitchers who are throwing max effort out of the bullpen. You've got starting pitchers who are throwing max effort because they no longer are expected to throw seven or eight innings. They're fine if they throw five, right? Because now you've got these 14 pitcher bullpens that can, mm-hmm. that can, that can work four innings if you need them to. So there's all of these things contributing to it. I think, um, you know, just pitchers throwing harder, pitchers trying harder, um, and then you take uh, take into account that they didn't really do this to the extent that they are last year, right? Um, and it, it's I think it's kind of like a perfect storm. I, I don't know what the uh, I, I have some ideas as to how you can potentially fix this whole. And I think this problem goes hand in hand with like the balls and play issue too. Um, but no, I, I mean this is a problem. Five bucks. I'm giving five bucks. I mean you you don't want to see these. You don't want to see pitchers going down over and over again with arm injuries, especially right now when pitchers are first off pitchers are paid a lot of money. <laughs> like you you pay a lot of money for good pitching now, um, and you want those pitchers to be on the field, or you're just wasting your money on them right now. So. No, that's it's an important issue. Um, I don't know how much longer we'll talk about it or if we, we'll talk about it later during the, in the show, but um, there's, I think it just goes into the whole deeper side of baseball's problem that they have right now, um, and the injuries to arms is just a another side effect of that. Interesting. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be concerned, and of course with the whole. 2020 shortened season weird baseball stuff you know there's that that can possibly play into this as well so i'm really concerned um but anyways the last one i have for you is how many bucks do you give on the brew baker and keller combined shutout to the rockies in the doubleheader on saturday three bucks Keller, I mean, it's one of those things where you you expected Keller to do it because he was awful last time out. It's (laughs) just just his normal pattern. Um, Brubaker, it was good to see a bounce back. But again, it was one game against the Rockies. I mean, I'm not not too, I'm not not like, okay, they're back, right? Uh, We need to see Keller. We've said this over and over again. We need to see Keller do it, you know, a few times in a row. Um, So... I said, good to see him start well, and it's good to see him have a good start, but what's going to happen is next time out. Yeah, I'm with you. That was so getting into this Rocky series, you know, those two wins, that was really, really nice to see the, the two shutout games. I mean, seven innings, both pitchers looked really, really good. You know, it was just a fun game to see. But then you kind of like remind and sit back and say, well, it, kinda, it was the Rockies, so like, does this feel right? It's kind of a little dirty, you know, like these these doubleheader shutouts, you know? So it's like, I don't know how far to take this. You know, I want to be happy and excited that Keller looked good, which you're right. I mean, it's always, I don't get it, but it's always this bad start, good start, bad start, good start. And, like, we've had enough sample size right now that it's like a legit thing, it seems, you know? 
It's not like this happened yeah. like five times in a row. I mean, how many starts has he had so far? We're already in the June. He's, a, he's at 10 starts, and it has been right. every other start. Yeah. So I don't know how to make of that. The JT Brubaker, yes, it was nice to see him bounce back. He's had two kind of rough outings there. Um, so, yes, yeah, like all good things. Like, I guess to take it, like they did what they were supposed to do. But at the same time, it was the Rockies. They're awful. So it's like, do you take much stock into those two starts? I don't know. I, I mean, again, they did what they were supposed to do. I'll walk away with that. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they did good. Let's see if they can keep it going. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you... What do you want to talk about? Anything specific in those two series at all? Nothing like really jumped out. Um, no, I mean, I will say it's nice to see. It looks like Brian Reynolds is is still hitting well. The pop is coming. He's got, I think, seven home runs now. So, I mean, you're looking at Brian Reynolds. He's He's putting the putting it together a very very good season um i don't think we'll talk about the well we already talked about the will craig thing we went on thursday and talked about that so we're, we, yeah. we're good with that um i'll be a buckle mike probably wouldn't mind us talking about it again but <laughs> yeah we're, we're good with the will craig situation um but no i mean brian reynolds let's let's real quick 140 weighted runs created plus right now. 1.8 wins above replacement. We're about a third of the way through the season currently. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's you're looking at a five plus win season right now out of Reynolds with the pace that he's going. Um, so, I think that is a huge bright spot because he was one of those guys where, like, going into the year, he was a question mark. Like, it, it was gonna, it was more like, okay, is Brian Reynolds gonna be a guy who's going to be a part of this next Pirates? contender you know that that you know we're hoping we see in 2023 and 2024 right is, is he going to be on that team or is he just going to be a, a guy who's going to going to play during these bridge years right yeah um so i i think he's i mean i think he's answering the question that brian reynolds is a you know can be a long-term piece on this team I'm with you. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like him and Newman came in with like the same question marks. I think we had more mm-hmm. trust in Brian Reynolds than Kevin Newman, but it was the same thing. They both had fantastic 19s, awful 20s. So it's like, what are you going to get in 2021? And I'm totally with you. And and like everything that Brian Reynolds is doing, nothing stands out and says like, well, this is unrealistic. You know, like he's going to tail off. Everything seems as if like Brian Reynolds can continue this pace. Like, you know what I mean? No, mm-hmm. it's not as if like he hit like seven home runs in a week. Right. And everything right. just spiked. And now it's like, well, that's going to settle down. Like everything he's done is pretty consistent. Nothing, nothing just out of the ordinary and stuff. So I don't know if he's going to continue being like a five warp type player, like his rest of his career in that degree is what I'm getting at. But I, I definitely see like he is a productive player. He proved it in 19. He's proven it again. You know, everything is remains the same and consistent. Like this guy is <laughs> well, if you, if you want to use the the term, which I tend to hate, but like he's a professional hitter, you know, like this guy wakes yeah, up yeah. and he will hit. He's not dripping with power. You know, he, he's 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 got a little bit there. He can hit home runs, but he's not going to. Right. I think like our over and under this year was like 17 or 18 home runs. Right. And that was like a really, really tough spot to to choose. <clears throat> excuse me. Choose that. And he's kind of proven that again. 
Um, in terms of war, like you mentioned, a 1.8 war. I mean, he ranks in baseball as the 23rd uh, most valuable offensive player. You know, like think about that. He's he's better than the best player on some of the teams out there. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. says a lot. I mean, for this team, and also funny, we'll get to him like I mentioned, but like Adam Frazier is 28. Just think of this offense. Like, think about this team. You have two guys in the top 28, right? Reynolds at 23 in terms of war. Adam Frazier at 28 in war. And, like, they're still that terrible. <laughs> it just says so much for this team's drop-off. As you've blown the point out, like, with Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds, yeah. how productive they are and still this offense sucks. Yeah. Jeez. It is kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, you have, you have two guys in the top 30 as far as, you know, offensive production goes. Um, like valuable position players, and and yeah, this this offense is just completely inept. Outside of those two, <laughs> it's 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 rough. Well, and but we do have a bright spot coming back tomorrow, <clears throat> so I think we can all get really excited about that. Like that's that's such a huge huge pick me up, not only for the Pirates but like for this fan base, right? Because I feel like we've gotten into this point in the year where it's like, oh my god, these guys. Like they're they're brutal to watch at times. Um, you know they they were like really fun there. They, they they could be fun every once in a while for for two months, and then they hit the stretches these last few weeks where it's like, oh boy, these guys are bad. Um, but keep Brian Hayes coming back tomorrow. Huge huge pick me up. I, 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 that'll kind of hopefully kind of re-energize everything, and it'll be like a new opening day type situation. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should help. Um, but uh, but no, you you can't ask for for more from Brian Reynolds right now. Um, at you all. really I can't. Mean, he is. Yeah, he, he's, like, he's 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 doing everything that you would have loved to have seen him do. Be you know from the get go. Yes. No, I'm very pleased with Brian Reynolds. Um, and then uh, getting into like Adam Frazier as well. We said we're going to bring him up. Very pleased on Adam Frazier. Was not expecting it to be, you know, June, what's June 2nd, talking about Adam Frazier leading in hits, although that's definitely more believable than the next one, also leading in doubles. Adam Frazier, everybody. Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier also tied with Brian Reynolds on the team for the slugging percentage. Adam Frazier. That slugging percentage being 481. Can I also tell you something? Adam Frazier dripping with power. Do you know who he's out slugging this year? Mind you, his slugging ranks. Oh, hold on. His slugging ranks 40th. Well, tie for 39th, I should say. He is out slugging the likes of Bo Bichette with 11 home runs, out slugging Eduardo Escobar with 13 home runs. Yerman Mercedes, (laughs) who cares about him? Give me an Adam Frazier. (laughs) <laughs> Justin Turner, get out of here. <laughs> Carlos Correa, you stink. Adam Frazier, baby. Hits leader and dripping with power. Get onto a contender. Um Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um that's I mean, I guess once you if you rack up that many hits, the slugging percentage is, is gonna be there eventually. And especially if you're hitting a lot of doubles, like it's it's gonna happen. And and again, it goes back to like his doubles 
His doubles are still all like perfectly placed doubles. Like, I mean, think it's... about last night's literally like three centimeters away from the glove. Yeah. Of uh, what's his face. And that was a double. Like that's the patent Adam Frazier hit. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's like roping balls off the wall. No, like, no, no. He is. <laughs> he's crushing it. Look at that slugging percentage, Jim. He's crushing it. Yeah, it, it's 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 insane. He has mastered. He has mastered hitting. Like I mean, he there's no other way to put it. He's been excellent. He is hitting the ball where the fielders are not, and nobody can get him out. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool to see. I, again, I don't know if I can remember like like people keep saying like Freddie Sanchez and stuff, but like Freddie Sanchez was like a line drive hitter. He, he he kind of sprayed the ball all over the place, but I don't remember Freddie Sanchez like doing the things that Adam Frazier's doing right now. Um, like I, I can't remember a hitter who consistently just dinked and dunked the ball around the field like like Frazier does. And and again, and to, mind and do you, it so well. This is now June third. You know, like yeah. we're past I mean, the it's... point of like short sample size. This isn't just like over 50, 60, 100 of bats. I mean, like you said, we're basically a third through the season. I mean, yeah, it's still yeah. short in comparison, but he's done this consistently enough where there's there's some skill to this. Now, here's this is what baffles me with Adam Frazier. When you look like his stack cast, okay, get here into some numbers and such. Like his 2021 compared to his 2020, compared to his 2019, like not much looks different. Everything is basically the same, Jim. It's not as if he's totally changed his profile. You know, like he's maybe just a, a hair weaker this year as far as like exit velocity and the launch angle is just like a hair higher. So maybe it's adding more bloops, as we say, right? But like yeah. for the most part, he's hitting the ball basically as normal as he has been. It just seems as if this year the placement is absurdly like perfectly placed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like I that's what's happening. And mm -hmm. you're right. Like I've never seen anyone master what he's doing and it seems as if that's like literally what he has done he has mastered this well, i think he's you mentioned like what's changed right and I, i'm i'm seeing there's two there's two changes right that are that has contributed to this this difference from year to year one is um the contact rate you know he he is putting the ball in play a lot more now than he used to he's not striking out nearly as much as he was um he is uh, you know, he used to, he was 15% last year, this year he's 11%. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, you know, a few more balls in play. Um, but the other thing too, you mentioned it is the launch angle, right? So the thing is before he was hitting, and like I said, he's, his exit velocity is terrible. 85, 85 miles an hour. It's one of, I mean, that's, if you, if you look at it and it's like, that's, that's one of the worst in the league in, in exit velocity. And it's about the same, you know, year after year. Um, 85%. But the thing with that, if you're going to hit the ball 85 miles per hour, if you're going to hit it on the ground, it's going to be an out. If you're going to hit it 
a little bit in the air that bloops over an infielder's head, it's going to land in between an infielder and an outfielder. So I think that's that's the big change is his his launch angle is up three and a half percent from last year. It's the highest it's been in his career, right? So you're now looking at balls that used to be hit either at an infielder or on the ground are now being hit in the air, right? His ground ball rate is down 10% this year. Yeah. So he was 45% ground balls last year, 35% this year. So that's the, I mean, that's, that's the difference right there. He's now hitting the ball in the air as opposed to hitting it on the ground. And so when you hit it at that speed, right? It, it doesn't have enough speed to get to the outfielders. So right. it's, it, I mean, that's, that's basically what's going on here is he's, he's no longer hitting it on the ground. So it's not going to an infielder and he's just hitting it in the air, not hard enough to get to an outfielder and it's and, working. And, yeah. and, and, and right. And like, I, I felt like last year, the major thing, it was almost like a routine. Adam Frazier ground out to second base. Yep. That's not what he's doing. So, and, and you're right. Like he has perfectly mastered this, this, this hit. Uh, last night's again to a degree was just to the extreme. I mean, that should have been an out. You would think it was going to be an out, and it turns out being a double. You know, Adam Frazier extends his hit and double lead. Um, but like, I don't want to say this is entirely fluky. I, I mean, I don't think he can sustain this level. I just don't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't care. You can't just be this perfect. I feel. I, I, I again. I, I don't. This is coming from me. I'm not saying like he's not. He's going to turn into a pumpkin by any means. Like he's mm. he's found something. He's doing it well. But like I just don't know if he's going to continue to be like this 330 hitter and leading the MLB and doubles. Like things got to normalize a little bit. Like sometimes someone's got to catch that ball, right? Maybe the the outfielders finally start playing him in a little bit more, um, because he's definitely not hitting it to the warning track. Like that's a mistake. When Adam Frazier hits a home run, that was a mistake. <laughs> You're right. He screwed up. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, how do you play him? Because if you do play him too short, I mean, he's certainly capable of driving the ball. Right? I mean, we've seen he it is. before. So, like, do you do you take away that bloop single now? But then you're risking Adam Frazier just hitting deep fly balls and getting a double. I mean, so like, it's one of those things where I mean, like, okay, single is, ends is up being a double though. That's the thing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hard to defend them because it's, a, it's like a give or take. Like, do I take away the single, but then I can get just I'm, if I do that, I I'm potentially just giving him a double. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's hard. I don't really know the best way to defend him Cause I think he's shown that he can do so many things that, it's almost like, you know what? Just give him the single, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like, do you just, do you just concede it at this point? It's an interesting thought. It's uh, yeah. just, you're right. And I mean, of course, to be a little bit fishy since here, I'd rather give him a single because then I can just throw him out on the base paths because <laughs> that, that's, you know, that's like <laughs> there's one thing Adam Frazier does really, really well. And it, and it seems like everything else he's done very, very poorly this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> but I, I'm just saying like, like with Adam Frazier, I just, he can't keep this up with this profile. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it's mind boggling to me too. I maybe I'm just not experienced enough. I don't know if I looked that deep into it, but like, I've never seen up close this type of hitting consistently. 
It's so bad that it's so perfectly good. You know, I mean, really think about that. Mm. And, and like this degree, I mean, he just, I, I don't know. I don't know. He just perfectly is hitting this ball right where it needs to be every single time. And it just not hit well. <laughs> you know, and it's not even like the one, it's not even like yeah. the one Pierre like slap hitter and like this superb speed. Cause he's not even like the fastest guy anymore either. You know, like his sprint, he's very, very mediocre league average as far as how fast he is. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, again, it's it's kind of crazy to see. He is he is seventh. He is the seventh worst exit velocity in baseball. Um, only Kevin Newman is worse on the Pirates. Mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting is like another guy, right, who is kind of right in there and, and is um, doing things similar to Adam Frazier is uh, Nick Madrigal. So like Nick Madrigal, exit velocity 84.8, um, kind of doing the same thing here, right? I mean, he has one barrel. Nick Madrigal has barreled one ball on the year. Frazier has barreled two. Um and Madrigal's kind of hitting right around, you know, he hovered, he's been hovering right around 300 all year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, every once in a while, you kind of get this perfect storm where if you put the ball in play a lot, you're going to find hits. You know, we, we saw it with Kevin Newman in 2019. Yeah. I mean, is Adam Frazier going to hit 330 every year for the rest of his career? Probably not, but it's, it's working this year. And as long as he keeps hitting it at that, angle that he's at it's working just fine god does he love the lines like that's the other thing too like he just perfectly places it right in no man's land right between the third base and right fielder shortstop or the second base first base and right fielder like just perfectly on the line too i don't know anyways enough of adam frazier though um but yes i mean him and and brian reynolds have certainly I mean, they're carrying this offense. And right, I don't think we give enough love for Brian Reynolds, too. He's done a fantastic job this year. Um, I've really liked what I've seen from him. And yes, starting tomorrow, the big news, we do get Cabrian Hayes back. So something fun to get excited about. I will say this. The left side of this infield has actually been very fun to watch. I mean, Newman's playing exceptional defense. You know, when Eric Gonzalez slides over to third for the most part, He's looked, I mean, so smooth out there, you know? And, like, we're going to get Cabrian Hayes now at third base also. Defensively, this could be really, really fun to watch. Offensively, it deepens things a little bit, right? It's not just, like, two players and that's it. Adam Frazier stranded on second base or third base or whatever. Um, but also the other thing, too, Jim, Colm Moran and Phillip Evans both made their rehab starts last night in Indianapolis. So, like, we're starting to get the real team back which i don't know if you're listening to this if that's a good thing in your thought right like oh no they're about to be good again or it's a bad thing um i'm excited again i don't know the number one draft pick is a goal yes i get that but more importantly i want to see these players play until they're traded (laughs) uh but brian hayes of course i really want to see play so i'm excited to kind of get like some some offense back to this team yeah, I mean, it's basically going to be, you know, we should be getting back to our opening day lineup here very shortly. Um, right. You know, Colin Moran at first, Hayes at third, 
Philip Evans kind of playing all over the field. You know, so hopefully, yeah, we're back to that here very soon. Um, but yeah, I, I am ex- I am super excited to see Cabrian Hayes again. <laughs> very much. And that's something to say. I mean, this offense isn't good. It's terrible right now. And it's not as if we're saying, like, this is going to be a formidable offense. But, like, there is actually some offense. You think about, like, Tom Rand's had a really productive year. Cabrian Hayes is Cabrian Hayes. Stallings has had a very productive year. I mean, Adam Frazier, we talk about, like, Reynolds. I mean, like, with these guys come back, and, of course, Phillip Evans, he's he's fell off a little bit. But, I mean, he's definitely going to be better than... Kevin Newman, Eric Gonzalez, you know, those types. I'm sure, hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, But, like, at least you can watch this offense. You know, I'll definitely say that. Like, this, it's not going to scare you away, but at least, you know, it's competent. One through six now, at least. (laughs) Not just one through two. Adding Hayes, Moran, you know, it, it at least lengthens the lineup a little bit more. You, you know, you don't have to have Eric Gonzalez, Kevin Newman, Polanco. Like you're not, you're not like stringing together five batters who are just all comp- just incompetent right now. Right. I'm with you. Now, let me ask a quick question before we move on to the process here, too. Tom. What, what do you make out from him right now? And, and I want to bring this up because it, it feels like right now we're at that, that point where like the honeymoon's still on right with Tom. He's still kind of fresh. He's been productive. Kai, eh. Kai Tom. Eh. <laughs> what are, what are we the- really saying? I mean, because I think there's definitely a band of people who think he's a good player, and I'm still not on that at all yet. I know the numbers say for him so far as a pirate. But I think my take to put out there first, like I talked about, like Adam Frey, oh, I talked about Brian Reynolds. Everything he's doing seems sustainable, right? I think he's doing is pretty much to par of what he's doing. When you look at Tom, he is productive because he walks. Like literally, the reason he is productive offensively is because of his walk rate, which is like absurdly high right now, fourteen point three percent. He's pretty much never done that before. Like once it's that seventeen point six now. Oh my bad. I'm looking. Let me. Yeah, you're right. I thought I thought it looked higher. Actually. Well, for the for the Pirates, it's seventeen point six. It was yeah. zero for Oakland. That's the combine. That's a combine. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. again, so that makes my yeah. my point yeah. even better. So he's a seventeen point eight percent walk rate with the Pirates. Never, never, ever in his career, except for like in Cleveland in, in A ball with 28 games was he there. He's pretty much been like a 10 to 11% walk rate type of guy. I mean, he gets on base, right? But like this is an extreme. Once that normalizes, we see Tom kind of can't hit. <laughs> in my thoughts, he's not terrible. He's like he's not like pathetic. He's not like Alfred or whatever. But like once that calms down, He's not going to be that good of a player, I feel. No. You're on board with that, too? Yeah, absolutely. I He's a 27-year-old, roll five pick. He's just happening to string together a few plate appearances where he is able to draw some walks and get hit by pitched and all that <laughs> stuff. And no, I... I no, no. Um, Kai Tom is oh a guy... God, I didn't realize that. He's gotten hit four <laughs> times so far, too. Yeah. 
I mean, he he is a guy. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. So I mean, then add that yeah. he's gotten hit four times. That's he's in Stanley Marte territory right there. Yeah. <laughs> like Stanley Marte's I mean, OPP was solely based on hit by pitches. <laughs> right. No, it really was. Right. Um. But no, I, I did. No. Okay. I, I I don't I don't even at this point I I wouldn't be surprised if Kai Tom is DFA'd at, at some point this year. I, I don't know how many roll five picks they can they can reasonably keep on this roster. He, he's he's not interesting to me in the least bit. Yeah, he can get on base with some walks, but the guy cannot hit. Um, he is not a player that would belong on a good major league team. I think that's all fair. I think that's all fair. No. I'm appreciating like what he's doing so far. It, it kind of, it just is what it is. You know, it's, it's not fun. Like, it's not like he's interesting or fun to watch. Watching people get walks isn't necessarily fun. Right. But it's been productive and I appreciate him getting on base. I mean, like last night was a good example. Right. I mean, he was the sack bunt was on play. You know, it made sense hit a sack bunt, advance the runners, and he finds a way to get hit and gets on pace. <laughs> I mean, you know, so like there's like mystique and like yeah, the so fun I, in that sense. So, like I, like, so I don't know if I can appreciate that. Like the dude just got hit. I mean, I, am I supposed to be like, hey, good job? Like, <laughs> no, no, the pitcher hits you. Right. I mean, like part of the mystique is makes it funny. Like, of course, you know, <laughs> even when he tries to get out, he gets on base. But that's not sustainable. You know, that's going to go away and he's going to end up being a low 200 hitter who, who just gets on base a little bit. And like his only value is getting on base. And he's not going to do it at 18% of the time. Anymore. So I, I guess I'm with you. Can we lay the Katan, Kai, Tom hype down right now? And the other thing stuff? too, like this, this isn't really a skill that he's demonstrated in the past. So that's, that's why I'm thinking more like this is, this is all completely and utterly a fluke. I mean, the guy, the guy had 484 plate appearances in double A in 2018 mm-hmm. and double A pitchers weren't walking him at like basically half of this rate. So at some point, major league pitchers are going to just get him out more. Right. No, that's, that's <laughs> I'm with you. Like that's, yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. You know, like, yes, that's yeah. what he's doing right now for the Pirates and he's 68 plate appearances, but he's never done it to this level. So obviously yeah. it's going to regress and when he's not getting on base you know one out of five times via walk he's a rule five player <laughs> that oakland gave up yeah all right cool let's get on to our prospects then all right <laughs> all right jim the time of the day we get to talk about fun stuff, prospects. And it was a little bit more fun. Well, eh, I don't know. Some of it was fun. There's still some injury stuff. But yeah, some of it was fun. Uh, Rosny Day, Contreras Day yesterday. He had a very, very nice bounce back, I will say. Yeah, Rosny Contreras um, you know, had a rough outing. His first rough outing of the year last time out um, yesterday. Um Every 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 Tuesday is Ronzi Day, so six scoreless innings, no walks, eight strikeouts, kind of back to his normal dominant self. Um, 
So good to see that bounce back performance. Again, Finish strong too. Just, Struck out the last three batters. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things where, yeah, you, when, when you have a kind of a hiccup like he did last week, kind of getting back to this, which has been his norm now. He's, mm-hmm. he's now, he's now demonstrated that he's, he's doing this a lot more than he's doing anything else. Um, so it's good to see him put together another dominant performance. Yeah. And I guess like to quote, semi quote, Joel Hanrahan mentioning how, like, that's what he wanted to see. Like this bounce up. That's what's important, right? He had the rough starting cool. It is what it is. The young pitcher, these guys are going to have rough, rough starts, right? How does he bounce back from this? Well, he did it pretty damn well. Like you said, six shutout innings, eight strikeouts. Uh, I think he got touched a little bit. He had like a, what, two hits in the first, I think, something like that. Um, maybe it was in the second. He had a few hits there, but then settled down. And again, as I mentioned, finished strong. Three strikeouts to finish his outing. Um, nice, nice bounce back. Good start from him. Um I guess we want to bounce over. Not a good start from Quinn Priester again. Yeah, which you you, you know you, he was putting together a couple good starts in a row. He he had gone two good starts back to back before this, so not a great start. Yeah, it kind of got roughed up a little bit. Eight hits and in four innings, gave up five runs, only struck out three. Um, it was a rough day in general for Greensboro. Um, you kind of look up and down the lineup. None of the none of the interesting guys on Greensboro's team yesterday um, look good. Uh, sticking with Greensboro, Pagero is back, right? So Pagero is back in the lineup. However, since he's returned, hasn't gotten a hit. So um, maybe not too concerning yet, but somebody keep an eye on. He's just kind of this is just seems like it's his first slump that that he's experienced. Uh, which could just be due to coming back after some time off, getting his timing back, things like that. So um, Pagero in a little bit of a rough stretch right now for Greensboro since coming back from his injury. Um, so definitely a guy to watch this week to see how he responds to that. Agree. Maybe he's going. Uh, so he had two bad starts, two good starts, bad start. Maybe he's kind of getting that color vibe to him just going two at a time i don't know but yeah i was it was a little bit that was disappointing you know the first two starts were bad and he had two really good starts and you figured okay maybe just the first two were you know just getting back into baseball right it's been a while since he pitched um last night again pretty not gonna say disappointing but i was hoping for better um but yeah i mean quinn priester still i mean there's reasons why he's got that hype um, still got to watch for, obviously. I'm very interested every time he starts. Um, a guy that we haven't talked a whole lot about. And I'm kind of sticking with pitchers here. Um, but he got his promotion to AAA last night. Max Kranick actually pitched pretty well for AAA as well. Um, you know, he's the Pirates' 28th prospect based on MLB pipeline. He's coming close. He's, he's close. What are your thoughts on Max I mean, I know he didn't have like like this superb stellar so far, you know, start in uh, in Double A, but it was it was good enough. And again, he got the call up in Triple A, and he's he did well there. Um, we already know with like the pitcher situation, 
and everything. Like is Max Krennic, maybe some guy we didn't talk about, maybe going to see the MLB this year. Yeah, I, I think with um, especially seeing like Cody Bolton go down, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, it definitely kind of pushes him up on the depth chart a little bit. Um, I, I don't know if you know he's going to ever be a you know anything more than like a, a number five guy you know but he um he's had some injury issues in the past which has kind of caught, kept him from having like these breakout seasons that you that you'd see from him right but like he he throws four pitches he throws them all relatively well like none of them are amazing but they're all good so he's got like the stuff that you'd want to see out of a out of a you know back end starting pitcher, I, I think he's definitely a guy that you could see make some make a start or two this year. Like he's he's certainly capable of doing that. He kind of fits the mold, you know, of you know like Chad Cool to a point. Like 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 these guys who have come up and they've produced at every level that they've gone up. But you know they you know so eventually like. I, I, I think he's going to be in the majors. He's on the 40 man roster also, which makes him a little bit more interesting and, a, and probably a little, a little bit easier to, to see this year because you don't have to worry about dropping somebody to add him on. Um, his velocity is up apparently. Um, you know, he's, he's able to reach about 98 miles an hour now. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I mean, keep an eye on him because he's, Definitely now, especially with the news we got yesterday with Yahore um, getting getting some forearm tightness, which you never yeah. want to hear those words together. Um, but with Yahore being hurt, Kranich is now one of those guys that is kind of next in line. You know, if 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 a, if a spot opens up in the rotation. Yeah, man. Like you said, it like Bolton already down. That was a guy that. We're looking at as far as prospect wise, right, to come up and, and pitch this year in Pittsburgh. Obviously, you're hurry, which he has, but you're probably hoping to get a lot more out of him uh, as the season progressed. And you're right, you know, again, touch and bring up that news. Your hurry had right the forearm tightness, which you said you never, never want to hear that. I mean, the Pirates say that they're going to plan on doing some rest. Hopefully, that fixes the ailment. We'll find out. Uh, it seems as if we've gone this route many times. And then four months later, you hear Tommy John, uh, a.k.a. Chad Cool and, and uh, Chambers and Tyone. I hope that's not yeah. the case, but right. Like, this is never anything that you really want to hear. And apparently it crept up last start in AAA uh, with him. <sighs> so, right. I mean, with Bolton out, possibly a hurry. It could be, yeah. Like Max Kranich is potentially like that next man to to step up and get some starts this year. I mean, albeit, of course, as you're expecting, you know, come July trade deadline, some pitchers probably to move on. Um, but yeah, yeah. Also, right, not not good news on your hurry. So that's we talked about some positive and some negatives. Definitely negative was your hurry getting injured. Uh, sticking with the injury theme, we didn't really get like a, a great update, but I guess an update to the Travis Swaggery situation. Is it's looking like surgery? So, I mean, regardless, I don't think like like Tyler. I think said it perfectly like last week. I, I don't think it really matters which direction happens. It sounds bad. Um, 
I, I guess it just there's like some potential like closure like it's going to be surgery it sounds like so with that being said I, I feel like we're probably expecting him just to be done for the year yeah that's what it looks like yeah um which yeah so you just hate to see it because this was a big year for him um big year for him from like his prospect status standpoint uh so we're now chalking this up to a lost season and so you're now looking at a college hitter who still really hasn't played above high a ball yeah and he's gonna be 24 yeah I mean, it's, it's a very valid point. Yeah. Uh, granted, yeah. of course, you know, part of it is because of the lost season. Uh, he yeah. couldn't. But, I mean, that's that's part of it. It is what it is. And he's winning the AAA this mm-hmm. year and, you know, just a handful of games. And now he's injured. And you're right, man. I mean, to come back next season still to be like, what are you above mm-hmm. high A baseball? It's a huge question mark. Like, you can't plan a team in Pennsylvania and say, like, Swaggery is part of our, our plans. Can't do it. That's nope. that would be irresponsible. Uh, yeah. So right, and of course we're already low as far as outfielders go. But you know what? I want to bring up an outfielder. It's not a guy who's on any prospect lists. Uh, we're just talking about. I mean, obviously, like Swaggerty was that guy. Oliva was apparently that guy. Is going to be like the next man up for the Pirates. But there's a guy in AAA right now who's who's gotten his his promotion there. Is also he's been hitting well. Bly Madrid. Fly guy, what do you think about him? And I'm saying this too because there might be a real possibility you see him in Pittsburgh. Like he might be the guy you see in Pittsburgh this year. I mean, at this point, it's possible. I mean, they're 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 they've got this carousel of outfielders that they're kind of just rolling through. And if he just keeps producing, then I mean, I don't see a reason why not uh we did see who hunter owen for mm-hmm. like a second mm-hmm. um so I, I think <laughs> yeah so probably like the same um is it hunter owen or is it that who it is i don't even i don't even know now um but he i think he played like a, a day um so kind of fits that mold right non-prospect right we're talking about non-prospects here yes they're organizational guys um these are these are people who you have on your minor league teams to fill rosters right um but every once in a while in a perfect storm they're performing and you need something at the major league level so yeah could we see um could we see is it Bly Madris? Is that how you pronounce it? Um, I, I believe but, so. <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> could see him. Yeah. I mean, you could see him at the major league level at some point. I, I, I don't really think he's someone that you get excited about necessarily. Um, all in all, it seems like he's, a, a, you know, people like him. He, he's active on Twitter. He does stuff on Twitter. So people like him <laughs> for that. But um, uh, but again, he's, he's he organizational depth. He's organizational depth. Um, he's 25. He, um, yeah, I don't really know what a what, what lot to say with him. I mean, if, if you're 25 at AAA, you're just now reaching AAA. You're not a prospect, but it, there, there's a potential to see him this year, especially with just how this team is going. And the outfield carousel that we have. Yeah. Yes. And 
Um, but man, yeah, I, I can think about. I mean, we're talking about prospects and injuries. I mean, Hayes was injured, you know, this year. Technically, he's still a prospect, even though he was with the major league club. You know, Gonzalez, Peguero. I mean, the list like swagger just goes on and on. Bolton. I mean, man. Um, let's talk about Hunter Head a little bit here. I, I want to mention him because he's having like a bit of a productive season. I don't get to watch the games. This this would definitely be like a Tim Williams question, right? But something that makes me stand out and wonder is he's he's doing very like I'll call him Hunter. I called him Hunter earlier before too. I remember you, the you early said season, Hunter, yeah. right? The <laughs> trade and stuff. Hudson Head. Um, I mean, he's definitely got like the strikeout power like combination, right? Like what's going to be like a lot of O'Neill Cruz to him to his game a little bit, but he's walking a lot this year. And I wonder if there's something to his approach um, because he's been leading off quite a bit this year. Is he, is he kind of just like seeing a lot of pitches because his walk rate almost like to, to Tom's scenario yeah. has really increased this year. His strikeouts as well. And of course, like he's hitting the ball uh, at a very low average. Um, so like, I'm, I'm curious if he's just like, if like part of his, approach right and maybe development they want to see him like watch and see a lot of pitches i don't know um it's a good it's a good question and actually just quickly looking at the numbers right um let's just look at 2019 2019 he was a he was an 18 year old in rookie ball he would he had 141 plate appearances Mm -hmm. and he saw 269 pitches that's less than two pitches per bat. <laughs> um, whereas now he has taken 94 plate appearances and seen 387 pitches. So he's now over four pitches per at bat. So, I, I, I mean, if you're just looking at that right there, and also, I don't know if that first number is correct. That seems really low. <laughs> um, I'm actually, where are you getting number two? <laughs> Uh, Fangraphs. Again, getting these from Fangraphs. The the batted ball numbers on Fangraphs. So he's he's seen 387 pitches and 94 plate appearances. So he's, I mean, over four pitches per at bat uh, for plate appearances is something there. Um, I I don't really know what the average numbers would be for an A ball, but I mean, that, that seems like, you know, if you just compare it to his rookie ball numbers, it's a jump. Um, as long as those rookie ball numbers are accurate, um, but that that could be it. Yeah, I mean that could just be he, his approach has changed. He's trying to see more pitches, um, which has caused the higher walk rate. It's also caused the higher strikeout rate. Maybe he's being more selective, which is causing more power. Right? Um, yeah, I don't know. That would be a good question, I think, for Tim. <laughs> <laughs> We need to get Tim on. <laughs> yeah, we do. I, I do want to, but you're right. That was, that was a little bit of observation here. And like I said, the, yeah. the walk rate is tremendous. The strikeout rate is still, I mean, it's worse. I mean, that we fit, we knew that was going to be a problem, right? And it's, it's progressively gotten worse. But, you know, I wonder, like, is it a bad thing? You know, maybe because the type of player he is and the lost season and everything, like maybe they just want him to see a lot of pitches. Maybe he wants to see a lot of pitches, right? So we'll, we'll find out. But again, like also the batting average yeah. is at 192. He's not getting any love there when he does make contact. <laughs> so. Right. Right. Um, but albeit even batting 192, he has a, a 111 way to run creative plus. So he's like above average as far as that league goes. 
uh, at the leadoff spot for the majority of the time. But yeah, Hudson Head, like again, interesting prospect. I, I still don't know what to make out of him. Um, he has some. I weird, think he's just gonna. I games. think he's just. Yeah, I think he's just one of those high risk, high reward guys still right now. Where you know, he, he's still pretty young. He's twenty years old. Um, he clearly has some talent, right? I mean, he. At 20 years old, he's 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 hitting above average in, in a ball. He's walking. He's he's driving the ball. You can see the power. It's just, yeah. Can he kind of put all his tools together and become productive, right? Which, in order to be that, he's got to he's got to strike out less, and he's got to he's got to hit a little bit more. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see just how it goes. It's early on. I mean, he's now played. 50 professional baseball games in his entire career so it's it's super early for him uh but definitely a guy to watch uh on that on that Bradenton team that Bradenton team is a little more interesting than I thought it was going to be yeah between him and Escado Escado looks like a real a real guy to watch um another another guy from the uh Tyone trade but he has looked really good um, playing shortstop mostly for Bradenton. He's eight. Yeah. He's, uh, he just turned. He's just about to turn nineteen, but he's eighteen years old right now. Um, and his his numbers look excellent. Um, so yes. yes, yeah, another another guy who from that trade. And and I remember too, like, like specifically speaking of yeah. Tim Williams, like when we had him on, like that was a name, definitely a name tossing yeah. around. You know, like what mm-hmm. he could bring, and as it currently stands, he's not even on the top thirty prospect list right now. But I can, you know, certainly see him creeping up there. You know, I, what he presents, the, the power at that position as well, and everything. Um, so, right, uh, certainly a guy to be excited about and watch for. But you are right; he's killing the ball down there. Yeah, I mean, just just playing awesome. Um, Jared Jones is back is actually officially in action now too for Bradenton. So he had his first game, I think it was last week and then pitched yesterday again. So both of his outings have been out of relief. Kind of seems like they're kind of easing him in a little bit. Um, but, uh, he has now gone four innings, hasn't given up an earned run. Um, he gave up one unearned run yesterday, but the strikeout numbers, Donardo strikeout numbers, four innings pitched and nine strikeouts so very nine nice. strikeouts one walk let's continue that strikeout theme yeah yeah because there's a pitcher who's gotten quite some praise this week as well not named Contreras. um i'll be at the name i'm going to butcher so i'm going to leave it to you because when this year's draft and i butchered it how many times you corrected me also but carmen okay. carmen go ahead jim take it away <laughs> Armin Majinski um, has looked extremely good. So yes. um, he was he was the Pirates' second pick, but he you know first round pick, thirty first overall. He was in that uh, that competitive balance round. But uh, yeah, same kind of issues, same same story as um, as Jones. Uh, he he's now in Greensboro. Majinski is. But he started three games. Um, he's got a 
0.79 earned run average and a little bit over 11 innings. So 11 innings, 18 strikeouts for uh, for Majinski. So off to a really good start for Greensboro. Um, hearing some good reports out of him too. So, I mean, this stuff looks really good. And uh, yeah, so hopefully another guy to kind of keep an eye on, Carmen Majinski, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, to me, like not too too much, I guess, really stood out. I mean, it seems like it's just another day, another time. Andy Rodriguez just just seems like consistently good, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, I've liked everything I see out of Andy Rodriguez so far. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he's he's. I think he's been great. His swing too from the left side is one of the is, is a pretty. It's a pretty sight. Yeah, well, and actually, and you're saying that too. Going back to uh, to head even as well. It's like you know, like that's that's why you get kind of excited about like those guys. Like when Hudson head Hudson, Jesus, yeah, yeah, it is Hudson. I was right. Hudson, <laughs> I just assume I'm wrong now. Like when head, you know, connects, it just looks so good. It's so pretty, you know. And and you're right. Like when Rodriguez connects, man, does that look nice? Um, but yeah, like it was another very solid week for the prospects that aren't injured so far. That's what really. And I'm going to bring up one guy here to watch who um, really, he hasn't gotten a ton of love. His he's got decent pedigree and he's really, he's performed well at every level, but um, he's off to a pretty good start. He's coming off a stretch of games where, I mean, he, he was on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game hitting streak for Altoona um, until last night it got broken up. But um, Cal Mitchell, keep, uh, I mean, it, it, he's, he's someone where like, you, you, you know who Cal Mitchell is, yeah. but he's, he's never been like a top 10 guy, right? He's kind of always hovered in the top 30 somewhere around there. Um, but I mean, second round pick from 2017, a high school bat. Um, and, and he's like, if you look at his numbers, he is, he has performed at every level. Like there's nothing that kind of like jumps out at you with Cal Mitchell. The power is good. Um, you know, he, 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 he does possess that tool, but, uh, he, um, He's putting together another solid season right now. I said, just coming off a nine-game hitting streak for the curve. Um, 118 weighted runs created plus so far at age 22 in double A. He is, um, I I think he's someone to just make sure you keep on your radar. You know, not necessarily somebody where it's like, oh my God, I'm super excited about Cal Mitchell. But like, don't forget about him, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, I think I think with the, the influx of talent that's come into the organization, he's maybe been a guy who just people don't talk about anymore. Um, and, and I know we haven't really mentioned his name at all, I feel like. But uh, just keep an eye on him. Don't forget about him. He's there, and, and, and he's playing pretty well. No, you, honestly, you make a good point. Yeah. And you're right. We really haven't talked about him. Um, I feel like, and that was – that like that group of outfielders that started like West Virginia, right? Him being mm-hmm. part of it, like was really you know pretty talented. Uh, and, and you had some hopes for like Kyle Mitchell. And I feel like you know 2019 came. We went to Bradenton, didn't have like the best season. 
and then 2020 was a loss. So I think you're right. It's almost like there's there's probably talks about Kyle Mitchell before. Like you said, everyone knows him. Um, and this kind of fell off because, again, like the poor play, then the lost season, and now this influx of new shiny toys that we all want to play with, that it's like, well, where's Kyle Mitchell fit? You're right. I think he does deserve a little more love. He's a guy we probably should talk a little more about. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, don't know yeah. what to make of him as far as like a real prospect, but he'll be in the majors. I feel like he will be in PNC soon. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy who is steadily, you know, he's he's moved up the ladder mm-hmm. step by step. He's he's shown that he can can play at every level he's been at. So again, like I, said, I don't, I don't think like you'll, you'll see Cal Mitchell in PNC park this year, but no. Yeah. I, 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 I think he's a guy who will eventually make it. And I think he has the potential to, to provide some power from the left side. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, anyone else you want to talk about? I guess just real quick, Mason Martin three strikeouts last night. Also, if I recall, his problem with striking um, out he, still heavily. Yeah, exists. yeah, he was striking out a lot. He is mashing though, still. So that's that's good to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, did uh, I, there were a couple other promotions yesterday too, other than Kranich. Um, trying to see who they were. Um, as you're bringing that up, just to bring up two touch base, O'Neill yeah. Cruz putting together uh, a pretty solid week. He's he's hitting the ball more often now. I probably could look at his game log, but uh, if I'm correct, does he have a hit streak going on? O'Neill Cruz on a seven game hitting streak. Seven game, perfect. Hitting, hitting the ball, hitting the ball pretty well too. So yeah, he's, look up he's, O'Neal he's doing good. And not Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> if he turns into Nelson, that would, I would that take would that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I just don't want to wait till he turns yeah. 30, though, also, you know, True. to turn into Nelson True. Cruz. Yeah. But, no, he's he's hitting the ball. He's at a 500 slugging percentage right now. Um, four home runs. He's got four doubles, two triples. So, he's, he's hitting. Uh, strikeout, still there, 27%. But also not, like, absolutely terrible yeah it's like i'll live with that yeah. still not yeah, what i want to see but it's not where i'm feeling like oh boy this is this is going to go south if you can hit 30 home runs then that's fine <laughs> that's, that's I, mean. fine. <laughs> I just kind of feel like this is what he is yeah. and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, i'd like to i i, I want to see him just put up huge power numbers and get called up and start hitting the ball. I'm with so, you. Yeah. All right. Well, was there anything else you wanted to uh, bring up or are we done with this? I think we're done with it. I've talked for a little bit today. All right. Yeah. Well, then, uh, as mentioned, there's no game today. Uh, we'll be back with NSI Live tomorrow after the Marlins game. Sorry, Marte take back in town. And keep Brian Hayes. And of course, keep Brian Hayes. How could I forget? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all later. Bye-bye.
See you guys.